Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Zahashua. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty, mighty Zahashua. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for the opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. To share his word, his revelation tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua, that I believe will give us joy in the Lord to know what God has in plan for us, my brother and my sister, in heavenly places. Amen. Where we are to be soon with the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it's coming. It's closer, closer every day. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And he wants his bride to be in ready, to be in expecting him, waiting for him, knowing that at any moment, any day, the bride of Christ will disappear. Shalom, shalom, my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord. I hope everyone, hallelujah, is doing good with the Lord. And I know that if you are with the Lord, you are doing good because the Lord is good and his mercy endure forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, Brother uh, David, Sister Regina. Shalom, Ali, Arlie. Amen. Shalom to each one of you on your cell phone, on your computer. Amen. And through Skype, praise your Lord. We thank the Lord for his love and his mercy. My brother, my sister, um, right where you think that he has shown you enough. Thank you, sister. He goes and shows you more. This is why we need to be in expectancy and always believing for more because God has ever more for you and I. Eternity goes on forever. His mercy endures forever. His throne has been on forever and will continue on forever. My brother and my sister, our God is great and powerful. Amen. Thank you, sister. Amen. If you would like to call in before I begin the revelation, hallelujah, tonight, I would like to, since you're talking about singing, and I'm in Psalm 150, which is where I'm going to begin tonight, just because it was shown to me in heaven, um, uh, the instrument for the wedding celebration. This is why the title tonight is Wedding Celebration, because it was shown to me in the instrument in heaven for the wedding celebration, which I'm going to go on, amen, and share tonight. Let me go ahead and read Psalm 150. My brother and sister said, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with psalms of trumpet. Praise him with the sanctuary and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with stranger, stranger instrument and, and organs. My brother and sister, praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Brother David, who is in heaven with God. What a mighty word, what a mighty revelation to us, for us. Mighty word of God. Amen. The God that God, hallelujah, encourage us, tell us, 
my brother and sister, what is the benefit for our soul? And one of the great benefits for us is to praise the Lord. Because God said that we were created for his praise, my brother and my sister. So it is, it is good, it is great benefit for us to praise God, my brother and my sister. Shout out to the Lord's servant. Amen. So remember that it is not just only prayer. Remember to praise him always, every day, as much as you can. Amen. One thing the Bible says, do pray without ceasing. It doesn't say praise without ceasing. But praising is very important. That David, King David, praised God with all his might in front of the people, my brothers and sisters. They thought it was like, wow, why is he praising the way he praised God? It's because David loved the Lord. David was in a personal relationship with Jesus, with God. And praising him, hallelujah, was thanking him for everything God has done in his life. My brother and my sister. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Rivera, if you're able to come on and sing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Praise you, mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you, Jehoshua. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. What a great God. Okay, okay, sister. Uh, your microphone is open. Go ahead. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Can you Praise hear you, me? Praise you, Jesus. Hello? Praise you, Yeshua. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to start. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay. No way. When there seems to be no way, he looks in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He'll be my side. He's me to his side. Love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. God will make a way. For there seems to be no way. Works and ways we cannot see. Take away for me, she will be my side. Take to his side. With strength for each new day, he will make a way. She will make a way. In the wilderness. Believe me, but in the desert will I see. Then I let will fade, but will still remain. He will feel something new today. 
never make a way when there seems to be no way. Just in ways we cannot see, she will be so waiting. She will be my guide, hold me so sick to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a
I just want to be. I just want to be with you. Be where you are. Drowning daily in your presence. Want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. Oh, my God. You are my strength and my song. And when I'm in your presence, so I'm with you always strong. I just want to be where you are. In your dwelling place forever. Take me to a place where you are. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. That's our prayer. We want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence, seated at your table, and surrounded by your glory. Thank you. In your presence, that's where you always want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. I just want. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, mighty Jesus. Praise you, mighty Yeshua. So again, shalom, shalom. My brother, my sister, thank Sister Regina. Amen for being so brave and come on and worship the Lord. For all of us together, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You have to be brave for Jesus. That's what that is. You have to say, hey, if the Lord wants you to do something, you do it. Amen. Praise you, Lord, because you're doing it for the Lord. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord. He is so good. Thank you, sister. Amen. Praise you, Yeshua. Thank you, God. I was taken to heaven this week, and this trip was surprising to me because the Lord, two, three days prior to that, taking me to heaven, has shown me the wedding, and then he takes me to show me more. And I was like, and praying with him about two in the morning, um, it was one forty, one fifty when I was asking the Lord, are you taking me to heaven? And it was a yes with joy. And I was surprised that he wanted to show me more about the wedding. You know, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Amen. And he did. And, and I'm glad because in this time I saw so many brothers and sisters going home in the rapture, which I was shocked, shocked. Okay, I'm going to go into the revelation, but I first want to go into the Word because the Word of God has to be first. My brother, my sister, you know, uh, I'm thinking all this work we're doing for God is not in vain. Especially the Lord showing me that thousands of people listening to the Lord's hour are coming to heaven in the rush of the departure. And he's showing that to me. It's not the first time he's done this. And I know he does it to encourage me. It gives me such a joy that I'm not here wasting my time, wasting your time, my brothers and sisters, uh, that this is not a, just an entertainment. It's a program, but it's not just an entertainment that, you know, people could be doing something else with their lives. But they're here to learn about Jesus and to come closest to him and to have a relationship with him. My brother and sister, these revelations have encouraged me so much. My brother and sister, amen. Thank you, Lord. And he, he is so good. He knows my heart. Amen. My heart is for him. And let his will be done, my brother and sister. Amen. I'm always careful that I don't mislead anyone, misguide anyone. That I don't come here with story of false teaching. No, none of that. It's not my intention. It's not in my heart. I pray that. Out of my mouth, out of my tongue, he take control. In, in the name of Jesus, his word will come out, not mine. His revelation, as he said to me, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. A few years ago, before COVID-19, Jesus took me to the wedding. I shared this here on the Lord's Hour. We were walking together in heaven, my brother and sister, as, as we came out of the wedding and Jesus was talking to me about coming back and sharing his word and his revelation. We were walking together as two, as two great friends. As my Lord he is, and I'm just a servant, my brother and sister, I was shaking with him that I'm doing his will. And he said, I'm sending you back, my son, and I want you to bring my word, continue to bring my word to them in my revelation. I said, bow my head, yes, Lord. That's all I want to be, a servant to the Lord, my brother and sister. I've been told in heaven that a servant is a great thing. Revelation 21 says that his servant will serve him. So we're here to serve the Lord, my brother and sister. And for this, we are so grateful that he has chosen me, has chosen you to serve the Lord, my brother and sister. In this great reward in that, you're going to see that in heaven very, very, very soon. Amen. I'm going to do my best to share everything I saw, what I experienced, 
when the Lord bring me home this time, they were already waiting for me. Angels and redeemed. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. But thank you, Jesus. I know some of you want to hear. Amen. But I have to go into the word. Matthew 22, great banquet. My brother and sister, once again, Jesus used a story to teach the people. And this is contemporary English Bible. The kingdom of heaven is like what happened when a king gave a wedding banquet for his son. The king sent some of his servants to tell, uh, tell the invite guests to come to the banquet, and the guests refused. My Lord, my God, that God knows the heart of people. Even in the last moment, even in the last days, he knows who's going to say, yes, I'll come, and no, I'm not willing. He knows who's going to say yes. He knows who's going to say no. My brother and sister, and I don't know for why, because I'm still trying to understand the why. Why did God tell us that in the last days, those that were first will be last? And those that are last, the ones that really go home, becomes first. My brother and sister, isn't that incredible? So the first people called to the wrath of the patch of the bride of Christ for some reason unknown to us, refuses to come now. They don't believe in the rapture anymore. They don't. My brother insisted. The 700 founder back in the 60s when God called him, he said he, will, he, he believed in the rapture and preached and preached and preached about the rapture. A few years ago, he said he stopped believing in the rapture. He was first, my brother and sister. He was first. How did he become last now? And last are the people that are going home, my brother and sister, in the great tribulation. How is it that the people that were called first to come home in the rapture of the party of the bride of Christ now end up staying in the seven-year great tribulation when they knew by the word of God how horrible it will be to stay behind? Barbara insisted. How is it? How is it that they changed their mind? That first they say yes to the Lord when he called them. And now the last, right when Jesus is about to come now, any day, any moment, they are refusing to believe in the rash of the pastures. I hope none of you listening to this message are one of them. I used to believe in the rapture, but now, brother Elby, I'll get back to the to your revelation about heaven. I, I join when you're talking about heaven. Oh my Lord, my brother and sister, no. Be ready at all time, Jesus said. Pray and watch that you may be found worthy to escape. He said, my brother and sister, God help us. So, but the guests refused. He sent the other servant. Hallelujah. To say to the guests, the banquet is ready. My cattle, price cow, have all been prepared. Everything is ready. Come to the banquet. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, here's the attitude of ungratitude from them to their God. But the guests did not pay attention. They did not pay attention. I don't want to hear about it. 
Oh, I heard about the rapture for so many years. It had not happened yet. Oh, please. Go, go tell someone that, that story. They stopped believing. We're so close now. But these people stop believing. These gifts, these invited ones, these servants that were called for the rapture, God started early with them, 40, 50, probably 60, 70, 80 years ago. And now these are the people denying the rapture, the pastor of the bride of Christ. My Lord, have mercy. Because I don't want to fall into one, like one of them. I don't want to believe like one of them. I struggled for years until the Lord assured me, the Lord Jesus himself standing in front of me. My rapture is biblical, he says. And open out the Bible to me. And went verse by verse showing me his rapture, the pastor. It's in my word, he said. Hallelujah. So how something that is in his word can it be denied with so many verses in the Bible? Where I will be, John 14, you will also be. I go prepare a mansion for you. He said that where I will be, you'll be also. Rapture of departure. Midnight hour, Matthew 25. My brother insisted. So many verses about the rapture. My brother insisted. And these people in the last day that were first or last are staying in the great tribulation. God have mercy. But the one, the the, the guests did not pay attention. Hallelujah. Some of them left for the farm. Some went to the place of business. Others grabbed the servant, then beat them and killed them. Who are these people that get to kill the believers that were first but their last? You got a group of people that work for the government and, and various agency of the government now around the world, that were believers many years ago, that believe in the rapture, that the Lord called. Now they're backsliding. They don't believe in the rapture anymore. They got vaccinated with COVID-19 by seeing, and some already have the RFID. And the Lord showed me a persecution coming for the church very soon. He took me out in the spirit this week. I found myself going to Houston, Texas, i never been to Texas. Well, physically, I've been there in the spirit. And I was driving that car there with my wife and my children in the back. And we were listening to the news, the radio. And they said on the radio that now the government has started a persecution arresting the Christians. I immediately knew that my name would be on that list. My brother insisted. I turned around. And one of the main street in, in, in Houston, and I said to my wife, we're heading to North Carolina. But I said to her, I want you to drive the car back to North Carolina. I'm going into hiding. I'll meet you there. My wife refuses and said no to me. My brother and sisters. So a state police turned on, turn on his light behind us. They were able to recognize me. So I went to the side of the road and stopped. As the state police came over, I said to the state police officer, Officer, how did you recognize me? Oh, I know who you are, Elvis Zapata. And now I saw he had a laptop in his hand. As he was talking to me, he had arrested me. I was in back of his trooper, 
And I say, officer, you don't mind me asking, how do you know about me? Oh, he says, we have one of our guys among you guys who will keep in track of you guys. Huh. And I said, would you mind telling me the name of this person, if you don't mind? At this moment, the officer gave me a mocking laugh, and he says, Bendenum. Tell me. The one that is, was part of them, that was one of them, hitting among us, he says, Bendenum. 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 I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. God help us. But what I heard was on radio, my brothers and sisters, that they were going after Christian minister first to arrest them and put them in jail, lock them up. My brothers and sisters, the government had just approved that. Shalom, Sister Tannis. Glad to see you here, sister. Just so incredible, my brother and sister, that these things are happening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God knows everything and everyone. And he wants to reveal to us those among us that are not his. That sometimes we listen to their teaching, not knowing that they're like a two-edged sword against us. My brother and sister, be careful. Be careful. You see, certain people did not feel good about him. They knew. In their spirit, they knew there was something wrong about this guy. God have mercy. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Matthew 22, 7, after the, he invited the guests to the wedding, but they refused twice to come, and they killed the, the servant. Then this made the king so furious. He sent an army to kill those murderers and burn down the city. All this happened during the Great Tribulation. The church is not around to see the city being burned. But they will be burned. They were burned. My brother insisted. They were burned. Then he said to the servant, it is time. See, God, according to Solomon, Ecclesiastes 3, has a time and a season when he does things under the sun. Hallelujah. And this is why the rapture did not happen 60 years ago or 70 years ago, because it was meant for the last days. There was sign God gave back in the 80s, beginning 90s, that there will be a pandemic, God said through his prophet, and that there will be an evil by sin that will come after. My brother insisted. God spoke this through his prophet in 88, 91. Thou sayest the Lord, they say. There will be a pandemic. There will be an evil by sin after the pandemic. Part of the evil one. Hallelujah. So God gave us, hallelujah, signs for us to write down and say, okay, if for 60, 70 years the, the pandemic did not come, a lot of people thought maybe polio back in the 80s or earlier. They were, they were out of the COVID, my brother and sister, before the 19 came, 
there was a 15. There were more earlier than that, but no one was sure which one it was. My brother insisted. But it will have to be the one who will bring the evil by seeing. That would have to have the RFI, the, the, the nanotechnology in it, the, the modifying of the DNA. My brother insisted. It has to be. It has to be in a specific one that came out in, in 2020, at the end of 2020. My brother insisted. See, the, the virus began in 2019, COVID-19. Right through the end of 2020, that's when the vaccine came. Vaccine that supposedly well, they came out with it in 18 months, when it's been around before that over 20 years or 30 years. But that's what they told the people. And that's what the people believe it happens. My brother and sister, God have mercy. God have mercy. They said to the servant, it is time for the very wedding banquet. And he invited the guests, the invited guests, I'm sorry, don't deserve to come. See, God determined who deserves and when. And the right time, if people refuse it, that's it. Go out to the street corner. Tell everyone you need to come to the banquet. They went on the street and brought in everyone that they could find, good and bad alike. The banquet room was filled with guests. Thank you, Lord. And when the king went in to meet the guests, he found one that wasn't wearing the kind of clothing for the wedding because the wedding clothing it's our personal relationship with Jesus. It's daily repenting, weekly fasting. My brother insisted. It requires us to have a daily repenting, a daily relationship with Jesus and the Word. Hallelujah. Being holy, being separated from sin and evil. When you don't do or watch the movie you used to watch before. No more scary movie, no more violence movie. Now you're for the Lord. You're separated for him. It requires separation, which means holiness. And that's exactly what holiness is, separation unto the Lord. My brother and sister, everything that was consecrated in the temple of God, when the priest would take that instrument, whatever it was for the temple, God asked the priest that it would be consecrated. It was first anointed type of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and then it was put in a specific place in the temple only to be used by the holy separated priests in the temple, my brother and sister. And that's what kept everything in the temple separated unto the Lord, holy, pure, without any contamination of sin or evil. And this is why when the high priest went in to do the sacrifice in the holy of holy, if he was not pure, if he was not consecrated, he will instantly die as he enters the Holy of Holies. He will be killed by Father. Father God is holy, holy, holy. My brother and sister, isn't that incredible? He is so holy that nothing sinful can come into his presence. My brother and sister, and that we need to know and understand. Thank you, Lord. This time when I was taken into heaven, Immediately as my eye was open, I was standing in heaven. I kept saying, I am, we're finally here. We're finally here. We're finally here, I kept saying. 
<laughs> I looked around. The air was pure. Everything was pure. I knew immediately I was in heaven. And I kept saying, we're finally here. We're finally here. I was so joyful in this experience to be in there. My brother and sister, when I look back, when I look behind me, I saw a great multitude of brothers and sisters. My brother and sister. And I began to recognize some of them, or most of them, from the Lord's hour. I recognized Pastor James that was there with a multitude of brothers and sisters. And brothers and sisters there, I'm like, look at her, so-and-so. A sister from the Lord's Tower, they approached me and said, Brother Elvi, you said on the Lord's Tower, this, this place was glorious. And it truly is. Just as you said on your program, Brother Elvi. I said, I'm glad, sister. This place is amazing. She said, wow, Brother Elvi. Thank you, Lord. In front of us was standing a group of a group of redeeming angels. And they they began to speak to me and says, Elvi, the Lord wants you to get the guests acquainted. As I looked in front of me was the Lord's Hour Park. I was amazed. I said, This is the Lord's Hour Park that I seen before. My brother and sister. And the Lord's Hour Park was full of instruments. The park, I know it's a big park, but it was full of instruments. And now the redeeming, the angels are telling me, Elvie, the Lord wants you to get the, the people acquainted that came in with you. They, they, have, they have followed, they have come in listening to your program. They, they have been made to come in, made ready. Huh? Through your message, the redeemed said. I'm like, through my because I was thinking through my message, the Lord message, not mine, but okay. They had come in, they had gone ready through your message. Okay? All right. So I said to the brothers and sisters, follow me. First he said, they, you, since you've been here in different time, Elvie, you already know this area very well. They, you can get the guests acquainted. And I said, okay. I thought it was, okay. I'm still working in heaven. Follow me. And I began to walk around the park. And I began to see the park was full of instruments. My brother insisted. All instruments are Psalm 50, 150 says, to praise the Lord with symbol. They have piano. I noticed a piano made like of the best word possible that are so expensive down here. They, they cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're only for the wealthy and rich down here. In heaven, these amazing piano are in heaven. Hallelujah. Ready to play for the celebration of the wedding of Jesus. My brother insisted. As my brothers and sisters are following me, as we're walking around, we're looking for a place around the Lord's Hour Park where we can go in and, and become part of the celebration. But there were so many instruments ready for the celebration. I've never seen so many instruments. And not just so many instruments. My brother, and sister, so many kinds of instruments I was looking at. My brother and sisters. And I'm telling the brothers and sisters to go around with me 
around the Lord's Tower Park in heaven, and we're looking for an entrance so we can go in, hallelujah, and be part of the celebration. Hallelujah. We walk around the road, the street, beautiful street, beautiful park was perfect. The grass was perfect. Trees were perfect green, perfect green grass. Hallelujah. My brother, it's just amazing place. Prepare for the wedding. Ready. Not a single piece of trash in there. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Thank you, Lord. And brothers and sisters are following me there. Thank you, Lord. And as we go around, the more instrument as we go around, the more instrument we see. Amazing instrument. I believe a lot of those instruments could have been from the 1800s earlier. Marvel and sister, because now everything is electronic down here. Marvel and sister. And, and the music is not even so beautiful as it used to be. And in heaven, all that is preserved beautifully. Marvel and sister. And, and you can imagine when they play those instruments how beautiful it's going to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys, for the wedding of Jesus. It's for the banquet of the Son of God. It's for the celebration of the Lord, my brother and sister. But every one of my brothers and sisters look young in their 20. Sister sent to me a picture on, on Facebook earlier from her 20, and she said, do you see us, Brother Elvie? I ensured I saw everyone. And in heaven, I will, I will be able to remember everyone by name. But as I come down back to this body, my brothers and sisters, we are so limited down here to remembering all that information. Thank you, Lord, for his mercy. But don't be worried. Don't be concerned. Because very soon the bride of Christ, those that are last, those that have been waiting for the sounds of the shofar, the sounds of the trumpet, are going to be first. When the trumpet sounds, we're going to meet the Lord in the air. My brother insisted. We can already see all the signs of everything that is happening today. Hallelujah. Two days ago, the CBDC federal government said now app was released by Biden. Biden asked the federal, the federal bank to, re, to release that Fed now app online where companies and people can go and begin the CBDC it began three days ago, I'm sorry. Three days ago. My brother insisted. Immediately 150 companies joined. And hundreds of thousands of the customers immediately joined. They're making every single transfer and everything free. Right now, banks are feet over people. And making the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Dollar, Antichrist Digital Dollar available for free for people to transfer money, it makes it really attractive to people. Everything is moving quickly. We were talking about this a week ago, how they were bringing this into place. My brother insisted. And now it's already starting to go into action. 150 nations, I believe it was, 115, already started this. Three nations started fully, and by July of this year, it was, we're like three, four months away from July still, 
My brother, they could they could not wait for July. They want to push it faster, faster. My brother insisted. These are pro, these are things that are happening this year that were prophesied over fifty years ago. That the first that were called to the rapture, that the first now became last. My brother and sister could not wait for it because they waited thirty and forty years and did not come to pass. And they said, "Oh, this rapture is not happening. I, I can't wait anymore." And they become last. They, they become to stay in the great tribulation now. Instead of going home in the rapture, because they stop believing. And with God, if you want to approach God and his plan for us, it is by faith. Hebrew 11, 6, God says very clear that without faith, it is impossible to please him. That he that cometh to God might believe that he is a rewarder of them that daily seek him. God is about faith. The righteous God says shall walk by faith. Thank you, Lord. And it will please him. Without faith, you cannot please God. And those that stop believing in the rapture, immediately they stop pleasing God. They were first, now they become last. But those that are last now, I'm speaking with those that are last, that are still believing in the rapture. You become first, the Bible says. The last become first. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is about to return for his bride. They have made herself ready. They have believed no matter what. No matter the persecution, no matter what a race, the bride of Christ that remains still believing in the Lord. When the older believer told them, oh, we weren't believing it for so long and nothing happened. My brother insisted they believe in the digital currency back in the 50, 40, 60. Oh, when is it going to happen? It's going to take so much to get there, they say. We're never going to see this. And yeah, a lot of people are older today. But they are beginning to see it now. It is way. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust in King. It is better to trust in the Lord than to trust His men. Curses the man that trusts in men. The Word of God says, "My brother and sister, they should have trusted the Lord, no matter what the government said, no matter what was happening. They should have trusted the Lord, but they stopped trusting the Lord, and they began to trust in King, the government." They begin to trust in men, the governors, my brothers, their politicians, the senator, the congressmen. They begin to trust in them, forgetting them that through them, the CBDC was going to come through. The digital dollar was going to come through. My brothers, the RFID was going to come through. The COVID-19 by scene was going to come through. My brother insisted, trusting in the Lord, curses the men that trusts in men. They cursed themselves. When they put the trust in men and their technology, my brother and sister, God wants us that no matter what men come out with, to us, it don't matter what men says or what men does. It only matters what God says and that we stay in faith and that we believe his promise. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Of course, it's not easy. A lot of times we know it's easier to say it than to believe it. But we have to repent daily, doubt, pride, doubt, and unbelief. We have to commit ourselves to the Lord no matter what we see, no matter what people say, even in our own family. Even if we have someone close to us who say, I don't believe anymore. We have to continue to walk by faith, my brother and sister, because our faith is in the Lord, 
not in man. Hallelujah. As I said before, Acts 11, 1, Saul was consenting unto his death when Stephen was being killed. At that time, there was a great persecution against the church which was in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad through the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostle. My brother insisted. See, there was a persecution. The rest of the church ran. Where do I hide? Where do I go? But there was a protection over the apostle, except the apostle. My brothers, the apostle with the 12 that walked with Jesus. There was only 11 left. Everybody was running for their lives. The apostle had the protection of God. My brother insisted. Jesus fought for us. Remember Peter and John being in jail? And they were worshiping. And the chain came down. An angel of the Lord was sent to get him out of prison. Supernatural things began to happen. My brother and sister, as they trusted in the Lord, the Lord showed me that in the days to come, not to worry about food, money, or anything. He showed me we had a group of brothers here in North Carolina. In, the, in my living room, we were, we were about to have supper. And all we had empty, empty pot on the table. A big table for eight people, at least. We were about 12. My brother insisted. And if you look by the natural eye, there was no food. But if you look by the spiritual eye, the table was full of food. And we began to hold hands, and we pray. And we say, God, we're asking you to supply our food now. Make food appear over this table. Hallelujah. In order to sign everything we were asking for, the food that we desire, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus, appear on the table, cook to our liking. I like it well done, by the way. It appeared well done for me. My fish was well done, my brother and sister. And I like my fish with coleslaw, and it had the coleslaw right there next to it. Hallelujah. Everything I like my fish with, it had it right there. Delicious cook to perfection. The best cook out of heaven cooked it for us. Our Lord, our God. Hallelujah. Who loves our soul. The lover of our soul. Cook our meal. My brother insisted. Year before this, we were worrying about how we're going to keep food. Remember, hallelujah, Brother Ben and I, in our previous house, we put a lot of water, bottles of water under the house. Gallons of water, purified water. And we forgot that when the summer heat comes and hit the home, all that water was drying away. A lot of the gallon exploded, it had a hole, and the water just went out. Most of the water, they all went bad. My brother insisted. What was God teaching us through it? For us not to save? No, for us to be wise. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. And to continue to believe and wait on the Lord. Trust him by faith. Hallelujah. Everything, every time God says save, save, save. Hallelujah. It's like we go crazy. How do we do this? How do we do that? We never say, all right, let's ask the Lord what he means when he says save. Thank you, Lord. We don't go back to the sender. We try to figure it out on our own. Hallelujah. And the Bible says for us not to lean on our own understanding, but we keep leaning on our own understanding. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. 
Proverbs says, and do not lean on thy own understanding. But somehow every time God speaks, we turn around and we lean on our own understanding. We never say, well, let me fast and pray and let me ask the Lord, what does he mean that I should be saving food? Because then we, we, Brother Ben and I kept studying online how to buy food that will last many years. Then Brother Ben found a sign online, a site online that said, oh, you, did, you can buy this food that can last you 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and will not go back. It comes already sealed, cooked, ready for you. We were like, uh, that makes sense. See, in the wisdom of God, God will reveal you the way. But in our own understanding, we, we all damage stuff. We'll damage food. We'll, we'll spend hundreds of dollars and, and all go bad, and then you're all sad and broken. And, like, you know, we save all this food, all this water. It all went bad. No, no, no. God already has people who he has spoken to to prepare these food that are sealed that can last even up to 50 years, 10 years. My brother insisted that it will not go bad on you. God already had those people. He's already spoken to them to do this. When you speak to those people, they already tell you, oh, no, God already told us to do this. And they got this food available. If you can find their page and order it and just have it. But even Amazon already have it in eBay where you can order some of this food. My brother and sisters, it's always asking the Lord to lead us, guide us, teach us, reveal to us. When it talks about the virgin, ten virgin, five were wise. They were not all foolish, five were wise. Meaning that we and the Lord can learn how to do things right. Yes, free dry food is good. Hallelujah. God already has spoken to people how to prepare food that will last many years. But if you don't know about these people, about these food that are prepared, when you ask the Lord, the Lord... Hallelujah. One way or another will get you there. Will get you to receive the knowledge and understanding. I have prayed for things that in prayer the Lord gave me the answer to. My brother and sister. God has a way. Or oh, a dream God can show you in a dream. It's just not leaning on your own understanding. Not already saying, oh, well, I already know what I need to do. Because having that happens to you. God tells you to do something, and you already think, oh, I don't know. I already know what I need to do. Not necessarily. Amen. Amen, sister. Sister says she's been canning all kinds of food. There you go. Canning is another way to preserve food for a year or more. Amen. My brother and sister. So there's so many ways to do it. We just need to ask the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Act eleven nineteen. Now those who've been scattered abroad upon the persecution arose in account of Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jew only. Now, not only they were focused on the Jew to evangelize them, which it was wrong, because God is the God of all. God wanted to save all. Jesus died for all on the cross. That they all may be safe. My brother insisted. Now they just focus on the Jew. Second mistake. They're running. They're scattered. And they're focusing only on, on a certain group. My brother insisted. Which we have to be careful. Just focusing on a certain group. Of people. Because God has all kinds of people he wants to reach out to. 
and say, Shalom, Sister Renee. It's very, very important. We understand that God's heart is for everyone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God. Hallelujah. Act 1350, but the Jews stirred up and devout honorable woman. Chief men of the city raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and spelled them out of the border. Now as Paul has become, so has become Paul, he was now part of the persecution of those that were running for their lives, but still preaching the gospel. So those that got scattered, God used us being running to other nations to use them to reach out to other people that needed to be in safe. And that's exactly what they were doing for God. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for good. I believe the persecution soon in America and around the world that is coming around that is coming against the church, God's gonna use it. Whether we end up in jail or in the FEMA camp, we're going to preach the gospel like never before. My brother and sisters. The movement of God's gonna be greater. I tell you this. But this is not going to be for too long because there's a three days of darkness coming where God's going to use to remove the wicked from the earth. In the three days of darkness, the wicked are going to be removed, my brother and my sister. This is why now this is the chance and opportunity to seek the Lord with all thy heart and not lean on your own understanding. Because I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, three days of darkness are coming. A great day of revivals are coming also, like we never seen before. But before God's going to shake the nations, I know there are people saying, oh, the three days of darkness are not biblical. Well, they happened in Egypt, and before that, what the Moses got the, the, the revelation of the three days of darkness. See, when God, Moses told the people about the three days of darkness, it was the first time that ever happened on the earth. But the children of Israel this time believe the prophet of the Lord Moses. They believe that what he was speaking was from God. My brother and sister, because God's not going to say a good thing through his prophet and then say a bad thing. That made no sense. That's not biblical. It is not. Hallelujah. When God chooses a man or a woman to speak through, whatever God says through them, he brings to pass. My brother and sister. And so Moses stand in front of the people and tell them to mark the post of their entrance because three days of darkness, for three days and three nights, the angel of death will pass through Egypt and will kill the firstborn. You didn't hear nobody raising their hand and says, Moses, prove to us in the writing of all the prophets or anyone else from Genesis to now, where do you get your teaching, Moses? Where do you get this writing of the three days of darkness? You're going to have to prove it to us, or we're not going to believe you. Well, that's, that's what people are doing today. My brother and sister, they didn't do that to Moses. They believed Moses, that God was speaking through him. And now in this last day, God, Jesus, still, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is still the same that spoke to Moses, speaking through us to his people, and you got people questioning the three days of darkness, whether it is of God or not, my brother insisted. 
But before you ask whether it is of God or not, before you go into the Word of God, which it is in the Word of God, you need to go to the Lord in prayer and fasting. As the prophet of old, I say, search for the Holy Spirit what was said about the coming of Jesus. And they got all the revelation through Isaiah to many other prophets that the Messiah will come, that he will be born through a virgin, my brother and sister. But when they heard Nazareth, they, they were shocked, my brother and sister, Jesus of Nazareth, because no, no good thing supposedly came out of Nazareth. Nazareth was not well known, my brother and sister. And to believe that he will come through Nazareth, as they said, it was something unbelievable. But with God, all things are possible, my brother and sister. And if God said through Nazareth, through a virgin, he will be born, as he said through Isaiah the prophet, that was going to happen. My brother and sister, Isaiah prophesied. But here's the thing. As they continue to study the prophecy of Isaiah, hallelujah, because to the people, the first, the first book of Moses are 100% believable. But the other prophet, they call minors prophet, my brother and sister. But Isaiah was well known because not only Isaiah prophesied to the people, Isaiah was the prophet next to King David, my brother and sister. Yes, Samuel, one of the greatest ones who was a judge, anointed David. But God appointed Isaiah to David's kingdom. Not anyone can approach the king. But when King David sinned, chose the woman of a man who he sent to be killed, God sent the prophet Isaiah to reveal his sin and rebuke his sin. My brother insisted. Isaiah had no problem going to visit David. David welcomed Isaiah as one of his own. David respected Isaiah as a prophet of the Lord. Not as it is today. Prophet of the Lord are not respected today anymore as it was in the time of David. Isaiah comes to David, my brother and sister, and Isaiah began to tell David a story about a man that had a lamb and about another man who had many lambs but wanted the lamb of that man to kill it for his guest. My brother and sister, to David, this action was so unrighteous was so wicked with this man who took a lamb from a family who was part of the family, who was raised as a child, as a part of the family. My brother and sister, David was angered. My brother and sister. And he said that the man David declared as a king. Remember the king, whatever the king declared, supposed to come to pass 100%. It's whatever the president said, it is written. And they say it is written, so it will be so. So David arise and said that the man that has done such a thing, after I say I finish with his story, shall be killed by brother and sister. And I say I looked at David and said, that man is you. Hallelujah. That man is you. Hallelujah. Little were you in the eyes of God when God has chosen you. Hallelujah. And God has given him so much, and God would have made his kingdom greater. Disobedience and sin steals our blessing in God. My brother and sister, 
God would have given David much more. After God already has given him so much, my brother and sister, I don't believe also disobedience and sin steals so much of our blessing. My brother and sister, if you wonder what been stealing your blessing over the years, remember David, how much God has given him and how much he ended up not getting because of his sin and disobedience. My brother and sister, he envied the woman of a man that was not, that woman that did not belong to him. We cannot do that, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. We need to bless and not curse, Jesus said. Thank you, Lord, because God, our God sees all. Nothing can hide from his eyes. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says, anger, when his servant comes to him, and tell him that the guests he invited for the wedding will not come. Do not want it to come anymore. Go onto the road on the street and buy whosoever wants to come. That is you and I. You and I are invited. You and I were living our own lives when someone preached to us and told us to receive Jesus in our lives as our Lord and Savior. We were part of those. That were that are last, that the Lord have made us first, my brother and sister, by His great mercy. Thank you, Lord. Go out, invite them, bring them. Hallelujah. And we did not hesitate. We say, okay, we will do so. In the story of the prodigal son, it says that he got up and started back to his father, while he was still along the way off. His father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran and threw his arm around him and kissed him warmly. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to his slave, Quick, bring out a robe, the best one. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and shoes and feet. Bring all the cow that was been fattened up. Kill it. Let eat it and have a celebration. For this son of mine was dead, but now he is alive again. He was lost, but now he, he's been found. They began celebrating. This is exactly what the wedding of Jesus is like. You and I at one time were lost, but by the grace of Jesus, but what he did on the cross, my brother and sister, hallelujah, now you and I are part of the celebration, at the wedding celebration of Jesus, my brother and sister. God says through, Isaiah says, and I, Jeremiah says in Jeremiah thirty eleven, the shower of gladness and joy, happy sounds of wedding feast. You will hear people sing as they bring thanks offering to my temple. They will say, give thanks to the Lord Almighty, because he is good and his love is eternal. Oh, thank you, Lord. I will make the land as prosperous as it was before. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Oh, what an awesome God we serve. Isaiah 6, 1 to 5. Regarding science, I cannot keep my mouth shut. Regarding Jerusalem, I cannot hold my tongue. Till the righteousness blazed like the sun, and her star blazed and flamed like a torch. 
foreign country will see your righteousness. And the world leader, your glory. You'll get a brand new name straight forward from the mouth of God. You will be stunning crown and palms of God's hand. Jewels of gold cup held high in the hand of God. No more will anyone call you rejected. Your country will no more be called ruined. You will be called Hashiva, my delight. Your lamb will laugh. Voa, Mary, because you delight, hallelujah, because God delights in you. And your lamb will be like a wedding celebration. Hallelujah, as your young man marry his virgin bride, so your builder, hallelujah, marries you. Hallelujah, as the bridegroom is happy in his bride, so your God is happy with you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You see, the Lord delights in us, in his bride, my brother and sister. This wedding celebration that he showed me once again. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It is his delight in us. For sure he wants us to be there. For sure we will not be too late. Because in God's timing, everything is perfect. My brother and sister, the Lord says to me, one of the words he used at any moment. My brother and sister, all this is about to happen. About to happen at any moment. Thank you, Lord. When Paul talks about the last of the last, when we will be changed, well, we, we, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That's at every, mo- every moment, any moment. We are about to be changed into a glorified body, bride of Christ. Yes, again, I turn around and I see my brothers and sisters in heaven. Everyone young. My sister was dressed in the wedding for the wedding. And my brothers were all ready for the wedding. Everybody looks 20, beautiful, handsome. Hallelujah. Beautiful bride. Beautiful, beautiful bride. Hallelujah. My brother, it's stunning to see the work of God, of his mighty hand. Thank you, Lord. Luke 12, 36. Be like a people waiting for the master to come home from a wedding celebration, who can immediately open the door for him when he arrives and knock at the door. Luke 14, a, when someone invites you to a wedding celebration, don't take your seat in the place of honor. Someone more, more highly regarded than you could have been invited by your host. Praise the Lord. So let them say, come forward. Thank you, Jesus. God spoke to his people in Leviticus 19.24. In the four years of all the tree fruit will be holy in celebration for your Lord. Even the tree fruit, even the tree that are in the park, must be holy unto God our Lord. My brother and sister, everything must be holy. Everything must be separated, ready for the wedding. Thank you, Lord. First Samuel 18, 7. The woman sang in celebration. So had killed thousands, but David had killed ten thousands. What did this mean? That when Messiah returned to take vengeance on his enemy, hallelujah, ten thousand will fall before him. None will stand, my brother and sister. First King 8, 65. At that time, Solomon, together with all Israel, held a celebration. It was in the large assembly of the Levin Hamath to the border of Egypt. They celebrated for seven days and then for another seven days in the presence of the Lord our God. Fourteen days and all. 
<coughs> thank you, Lord. Fourteen days. Thank you, Lord. I said, I believe I can find in the Bible for how long our celebration is going to be. Well, hallelujah, since we are in the time of grace, in the time of Esther, we read that they separated for several weeks. My brother and sister, here in the celebration of Solomon was for 14 days. Thank you, Lord. I remember that, I believe as someone said from the Lord, that the celebration will be like in the days of Esther. Thank you, Lord. The celebration that you and I are invited to, that we're going to, thank you, Lord. Psalm 1611, you teach me the way of life, and your present is a total celebration. Beautiful things are always in the right hand, talking about Jesus. Saying that this celebration of Jesus is going to be beautiful. Amen to that. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Psalm 4515. They enter the, the king palace. They are led with celebration and joy. I didn't see no one there serious of anger. Everyone had a, a face full of joy when I look back in this celebration. Everybody was joyful. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 51.8. Let me hear joy of celebration again. Let the bone you crush joy once more. Those that have lost hope, hallelujah, when they enter into that celebration, they're going to truly rejoice one more. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 81.3, blow the horn of the new moon and the full moon for our day of celebration. Thank you, Lord. For the, moon, for the, for the new moon to the full moon, my brother and sister, there's a 30-day process. So this indicates 30 days. Hallelujah, for the, for the beginning of the month to the end of the month, 30 days. Some months are 31 days. Psalm 101 to 102. Serve the Lord with celebration. Come before, be, before him with, with shout of joy. We're going to shout very soon. Hallelujah. As we come to the Lord, as we head to the Lord Jesus, in this celebration, we're going to shout. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to shout with joy. Psalm 145.7, they will rave in celebration and your abundant goodness. They will shout joyfully about your, your righteousness. So when people see Jesus in this celebration soon to happen, any moment now, hallelujah, they're really going to love it. Hallelujah, they're going to see his righteousness. They will rave in celebration with your abundant goodness. They will shout for joyfully about your righteousness. Thank you, Lord. It's going to be awesome. My brother and sister, Isaiah 113, stop. Um, thank you, Jesus. No, not Isaiah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55, 12. Yes, you will go out with celebration. You will be brought back in peace. Even in the mountain and the hill will, will burst in, uh, into before you. All the, the trees, of the field will clap with their hand. Hallelujah. And the trees in heaven are alive. Okay? So don't be surprised. Shalom, this is my rock. Don't be surprised when you, this is happening, when you see the tree clapping. Thank you, Lord, because God said this would happen. Thank you, Lord. What God all thinks is, are, are possible. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Revelation 19. Hello, from the, from the Common English Bible. After this, I heard what sounded like a huge crowd, 
in heaven. They said, hallelujah, the salvation and glory and power of our God. His judgment are true and just because he judges the great prostitute who ruined the earth by her whoring. And he has sought the penalty for the blood of the servant for her hand, from her hand. Then they said a second time, hallelujah, smoke goes out from, the, from her forever, always. And the twenty elder and the four living creature fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne. They said, amen, hallelujah. Then a voice went out from the throne and said, praise of God and all you his servant, and you who fear him both small and great. And I heard something that sounded like a huge crowd, like a rushing water, powerful thunder. They said, hallelujah, the Lord our God almighty, exercise his royal power. Let us rejoice and celebrate and give him glory for the wedding day of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. She was given fine, pure white linen to wear for the fine linen is, is a saint act of justice. Hallelujah. Then the angel said to me, write this, favor are those who have been invited to the wedding banquet of the Lamb, he says to me. These are the true word of God. Then I fell off his feet to worship him. But he said, don't do that. I am thy servant like you and your brother and sister who hold firmly. Hallelujah. The witness of Jesus. Worship God. The witness of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Very soon, my brother insisted, hallelujah, there's going to be great hallelujah coming forward. Great worship coming forward, my brother and sister. I saw brothers and sisters from here in that wedding celebration. I was shocked because when I turned back and looked, there were thousands upon thousands of brothers and sisters. I didn't know, Shalom Sister Luna, there were so many of them. I imagine a few hundred, but the Lord has shown me now two or three times that there will be thousands upon thousands coming out of the Lord's hour, listener, who's been committing their life to Jesus, who's been seeking the Lord above all, who are Jesus is bringing home, whom the Lord's been preparing their lives, who's been truly repenting from their heart and been seeking the Lord truthfully. They're coming home. Jesus has planned to bring them home, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. There's a few things we need to see. But these things are going to happen quickly. I have said this. People have asked me, Brother Elby, what about the three signs video? Don't worry about the three signs video. Because these things can happen in a week or two quickly. And what happened after they happened? The church disappeared. My brother and sister, God has mighty plan for us. What we are doing, we're doing last. Jesus said to me, your feet are almost up here. At one time, as he was standing in front of me in the park in heaven, Father says to me a few weeks ago, it's over for you. My brother insisted. I'm supposed to go home with the bride of Christ. And Father said, it's over for you down here. That means it's over for us, bride of Christ. The only thing we need to look forward is to be going home. Repent with all your heart. Seek God with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Continue to fast. Continue to pray. Continue to commit yourself before him. Commit your life to him. My brother insisted. I'm going to share something so cool 
that the Lord gave to me last last five days ago. He took me to the millennium. I asked the Lord to take me to the millennium. But there's something the Lord wanted to show me. I was in college in the millennium, and I got a Ph.D. there. In 30 days, that it takes you five, six years down here now. In 30 days, I got my Ph.D. in the millennium. My brother insisted. There were brothers and sisters there from the Lord Tower congratulating me. Congratulations, Brother Elvie. And I'm like, I was graduating. I had the degree right in my hand. And my brothers and sisters were saying, congratulating, Brother Elvie. And I'm looking around. This is my brothers and sisters from the Lord Tower. 30 days? This takes six years back here, my brother and sister. You may say, why is that important? Because God is going to answer the petition of a heart. Whatever it is that you want to have, that you want God to give to you, he is going to give to us, my brother and sister. Remember that each and one of us has desire, wants to do something. Maybe you, you were not able to go to college. Maybe you were not able to get a degree. Amen. But God will give you the chance in the millennium. You have greater teacher. You will have 100% of your brain available to learn. Everything you learn, you will not forget one single thing. You will remember every single thing. You can read a book in a minute or in second, and you'll remember every single page, every single letter of the book. Fully understand what the book is about. My brother and sister, and carry it with you for thousands of years. Or for a thousand years, my brother insisted, nothing will you forget. Hallelujah. You will remember everything. So when you take a test, you'll pass it with 100% fully knowledge. Hallelujah. You want to become an engineer, a doctor, whatever you want to become in the millennium, you'll be able to study. If that is your hard desire, the Bible says that God gives us a hard desire. He's going to give to you and I our heart desire, my brother and sister. If you want to play an instrument, my sister said, she wants to play a violin. No problem. There will be teachers of violin in the millennium. You can go to class for 30 days. You will learn to become one of the greatest violin players in the millennium, a guitar player, a piano player. Whatever you want to learn, God's going to give us the opportunity to learn, my brother and sister, and become excellent in it for the glory of God. Some wanted to become carpenter in the millennium, I saw. They were building houses for other people that were coming into the millennium. I saw them with hammer, with tool, with saw, cutting wood, my brother and sister. And they were preparing these beautiful homes, built amazingly. The best carpenter here in this time don't even come close to those brothers and sisters, to those brothers I saw building the house. I looked at the house. I walked around the house. The house looked amazingly. I could not see a nail in the house, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. They must have used nail and glue. But the way they built it, you could not see a nail. And you can try to move the wood. It was steady, 
strong of anything we ever experienced here, but built right. Built right, my brother and sister. Beautifully. Beautiful detail. Because they used the wisdom of God, the intelligent, not broken intelligent like we have now. Look where men now are getting their intelligence for fallen angels. Fallen Nephthalene that are locked up. It's what given our scientists and engineering government supposedly information, science. And so everything is being made worse, not good, worse, with the, with the fallen angel knowledge. Imagine with the wisdom and knowledge of God in the millennium. For a thousand years, you and I can go to school for a few months and become an engineer, a scientist, whatever you want to become in a few months. You have your degree in your house. My brother and sister, you know exactly how to use it. And you use it for the glory of God to help your brothers and sisters. If you become a doctor, hallelujah, I share the story where in the millennium, I, was, I went to a hospital. The Lord took me to a hospital. He led me there in the spirit. And when I went to the hospital, I see my daughter there. She was a doctor. My daughter, Genesis, that we lost back in, in, in 2008. Huh. And my daughter was coming. She was in her 20s. And she said, Dad, come here. Let me give you a hug. And I'm hugging my daughter. She's about 20 years old. She's one of the head doctors in the hospital in the millennium. My brother insisted. I was curious. My brother insisted. Because yet again, in the millennium, you can pray for someone to be healed, and it can be healed instantly. So why do people need to end up in the hospital? My brother insisted. For the same reason that people stopped believing in God and the hospital started being filled, my brother insisted. People will end up losing faith in time. A hospital will be filled. Not necessarily that the church will lose faith, but we can go and pray for them. But my daughter was their doctor. She was taking care of patients. Hallelujah. Of course, she became a doctor, got her degree there, and now I was using her knowledge to help our people. I saw even people with IB in the millennium on their hand, laying in bed. The bed looked similar to us. My brother insisted. And it looks like this bed that they use in the hospital today that you can uh, fold, lay back, move, have wheel, and all that. But better made for sure, because it's with the wisdom of God. My brother and sister. Amen. And they were talking to the patient. And, of course, the patient loved the doctors and the nurses because they were, they were, they were loving. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Yes. People, when they return back to the millennium, the Lord will give them someone to marry. They will ask the Lord for a partner. And the millennium, because that's why God made the earth, for men to be fruitful and multiply. On the new earth, they will ask the Lord for a partner. The Lord will give them the exact one that they need to be with. And then Jesus in, in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit in person will marry them. I saw some... I saw hundreds of Mary. The Lord was marrying people one day in the millennium. People were heading to Jerusalem. People were lining up to be in Mary. My brother and sister. 
They have beautiful carriage, whatever they want to come in. Hallelujah. And he was marrying them, and they were being very happy. Thank you, Lord. But the person they wanted to be married with, that the Lord, you got to ask the Lord. Because the Lord knows who will make you happy. The Lord knows who the one he will give you. Praise you, Lord. But I saw the Holy Spirit. I saw the Lord there marrying them. Thank you, Lord. It was a day of people being married there by the Lord Jesus himself. I saw Jesus there as the high priest, as the priest, marrying people. I saw with him raise his hand, my brother insisted, and he will bless the marriage. After he married them, he raised his hand, and he blesses them. I was amazed. It's kind of like priests do today, pastors do today in the churches when people will go get married. Jesus was doing the same. He was raising his hand and blessing them. He had a beautiful smile on them. The couple that were being married with him, they were looking at him and every word he was saying, and he would raise his hand, and he would bless them. Thank you, Lord. I was stunned looking at this. He wanted me to see well, because he wanted me to come back and tell you about it. God has an amazing plan for us, my brother and my sister. It gives him joy when we obey his commandment. And he is the first one that applies his commandment on every situation. He established marriage in the garden. God was the one who married Adam and Eve, who gave Eve as a wife to Adam, and he married them. My brother insisted. And he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply. My brother insisted. It was God that loved to marry them. It is God that wanted to marry them and be fruitful and multiply. Notice how God, when Eve, when Adam and Eve, my brother and sister, had Abel. Thank you, Lord. When they had Abel, God was speaking to Abel. He also spoke to Cain, but we know that Cain, after God spoke to him, God came to Cain and said, Cain, what have you done? The blood of your brother cried unto me from the ground. And Cain said, am I my brother keeper, my brother and sister? He, instead of submitting to God, showing obedience to God, he disrespected God when he says to God, am I my brother keeper? God was revealing that Cain was the evil one, and the evil one don't submit to God. They don't care. That's why Revelation 13 says that the Antichrist blasphemed God and everything that is in heaven. Cain, Cain had the same attitude of the Antichrist. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. He tells God, am I my brother keeper? With an attitude that he didn't want to hear it. Don't talk to me. Don't bother me about this. When he had just killed his own brother. Hallelujah. He was afraid for his life. And God put a, a, a seal on him that he, well, whoever killed Cain will be avenged seven times. And Cain left from the presence of God. He didn't say goodbye. Jesus was standing right there in front of him. He didn't say goodbye. He didn't say, he didn't say I see you later, God, Lord. He didn't even refer to Jesus as Lord. Jesus was standing right there talking with him. 
Genesis 4 said that Cain left from the presence of the Lord. Jesus was standing right there to him, and Cain didn't show no respect to Jesus. My brother and sister, he didn't say goodbye, I'll see you again. He left from the presence of the Lord and go to the land of Nod, my brother and sister, hallelujah, to find himself a wife. He didn't ask his wife, where did you come from? What part of the earth you come from? Who are your parents? Because as far as I know, my mother and father are the only one that God had made in the garden. God made my father Adam from the dust of the earth, and God breathed his spirit into him. And then from the rib, he created my mother Eve. I want to know, woman, where did you come from? Who are your parents? Because as far as I know, there were only two born, my brother Abel that I killed and I. Where did you come from, woman? No. He was not interested in where she come from. My brother and sister, he saw her, he liked her, and he married her. My brother and sister. And everything that come from Cain through Cain is only of the evil one. The root of Cain is still on the earth. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Many years ago, 13, 14 years ago, Jesus wanted to reveal this mystery to me that I did not understand because it was not being taught to me in church. Only in my personal relationship with Jesus, when he was taking me out in the spirit, he began to reveal this great mystery to me. My brother and sister, only the Lord can teach us. He is the great rabbi. He wanted to teach this to me. And he showed me a woman that Jesus said, she is a demon. I saw how unfaithful she would be into her husband. And she was causing great pain to him, like Cain to Adam and Eve when they, he killed his brother. And I said, Lord, what, what is this? I wasn't understanding. Jesus said she's a demon. But in the flesh, she looked to me like a woman. My brother insisted. But in the spirit, the Lord said she was a demon. I was stunned. Stunned. Praise the Lord. But if the Lord wanted to reveal to me that there are many like her that are on the earth like Cain, that all they do is cause people's pain and suffering. They don't care whom they are. My brother insisted. They don't care if they are of God, because Adam and Eve were of God. And Cain didn't care the pain he caused his parents by killing his brother, my brother and sister. It was painful to Eve, and it was painful to Adam. But Cain did not care, my brother and sister. And this is the attitude of demon. They don't care the pain they cause to other people. But Brother Larry went to, the, to God about this. He says, brother, you're not going to believe how many demons coming on the earth. But you can go ahead and ask the Lord, Brother Elvie. And I said, I will ask the Lord, Brother Larry. And I asked the Lord, and he asked the Father. We were both seeking that confirmation, standing by the revelation. We began to learn, my brother insisted, that not all flesh we see with our eyes are truly human. And there are very little human on this earth, truly human, of God. The rest are not that demon in the flesh. And they cause people pain. My brother and sister, I work with a guy who 
his cousin, who lived with him and his aunt, who grew up part of the family, his wife was always cheating on him and cheating on him. They had children together, but she never cared to cause him pain. My brother and sister, it was things after things that God was revealing to me. My brother and sister, of demon, how they hurt people and hurt people. And the other person crying in pain and is looking to forgive that other person because it's a human trying to forgive a demon. The demon don't care the pain they cause to other people. You think the devil care? Then the Lord wanted to show me even more because I had the many questions or much questions. Then he showed me this demon of this woman that was hurting this guy. The first one I tell you, the woman I tell you first, I saw Satan coming into the room. She was there. And I saw when the devil approached her and, and patted her head, her back, and said, my child, the devil said about her, huh? I'm looking at this. Satan came into the room. She was there. And I saw when Satan walked up to her and patted her and says, my child, because Satan pretends to be in God to this demon, his children. Remember the serpent, see, Genesis 3? He was petting his own seed, and he said to her, my child, like he was very proud of her. God is not proud of us. God is very humble for the service we do for him. But he's not proud. The devil is proud for his children, for his child. I saw how the devil was so proud of her. Jesus is about humility. Jesus said that the greater in heaven must humble himself and be a servant to others. My brother and sister, isn't that incredible? Heaven is all about humility. Earth is all about pride because the devil is around the earth. He, ruled the, he goes around the earth like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. My brother and sister, but God can restore us. God can keep us. And this is why we should ask the Lord who should we marry. Because you don't know if the man or the woman you're going to marry is a demon of the devil, seed of the devil, seed of the serpent, that may cause you much pain. My brother and sister, seek the Lord before you marry anyone. Ask the Lord if you should marry such a person. And when the Lord gives you a no, Bigger than any no you ever heard in your life, stop. Remember a sister I share here on the Lord's Tower. She heard me talking about this. She was dating this guy that just came to church a few months ago, who she was dating, the Lord, because the guy, the guy heard, hallelujah, bought a ring for her and asked her to marry him. And she felt so compromised already. But when she went into prayer with the Lord and fasting, and asked the Lord, the Lord giving her a big no. And she, and she contacted me. I said, sister, if the Lord says no to you, remember, I'm not the one telling you not to get married. The Lord already told you no. But the guy kept buying her flower, gift, taking her out to eat. He was being very romantic. He was not much about God, about church, about the word. But... She felt so compromised that she went and proceeded to marry him. Then her surprise was that he began to beat her 
punch her like he would punch the wall. My brother insisted. And she would not believe how he went from being the nicest guys into the ugliest beast of Revelation 13, like Cain. My brother insisted, who killed his brother. The Bible says not to be like Cain. That means that there are people like Cain on the earth. And the way for you to recognize these demons in the flesh is if they have their action like Cain, they don't, they don't care about the things of God. They can walk in church and God can be there. They can walk away from the presence of God like they don't care. Like Cain, walk for the presence of the Lord. Jesus was standing right there. He walked away. He didn't say goodbye. I'll be back like Terminator, he should have said to the Lord. Not even that. He didn't care, my brother insisted. He just walked away. He only cared for his own life. God put a seal on me so no one would kill me. That's all he cared, his own life. His own life. He didn't care about his relationship with God, that God spoke to him, that he knew that God was real, and that he could have a personal relationship with Jesus. He didn't care. That's how these people act. That's how these people behave. Just like Cain, this man was a wolf in sheep clothing that she married. It was a demon in, in, in a sheep clothing, in human flesh. And she find out very soon, Barbara insisted, the first time he, he, he beat her, she, she, he promised her he would not do it again. My brother insisted. The second time he beat her, she could not even move out of bed. My brother insisted. She was trying to do everything he asked. Before he came from work, she would cook. She would clean the house, keep all his clothes nice and clean. My brother insisted. He said, I don't want you to go to church anymore. Like, but you, you met me in church. We, you know, that's what you met me. You know that I'm about church. I love God. I want, nope, I already told you. And don't disagree with me. You know what would happen to you. you. I don't want you in church anymore. She's like, she began to be really afraid of him. My brother insisted. The, fact, the first beat was free. As they say, let me see if he really, it was a mistake. Maybe I got him mad. Maybe I said something I wasn't supposed to say, you know. And and the second beat, she could not even move. My brother insisted, and there was a third beat where she, her body was in total, total pain. She knew that if he, if he would beat her again, she would die. My brother insisted, and she finally waited, finally waited. And so he went to work and grabbed some of her clothing and was able to get out of there as she could because she could hardly walk, never to look back again, Barbara and sister. She finally understood what happened. She contacted me, emailed me, and told me what had happened. When we don't listen to the Lord, the consequence that comes after can be horrendous more than sometimes than what we are willing to deal with. My brother insisted. She understood it. She said, Brother Elvi, go ahead and tell people my story. But also, please keep advising people, hallelujah, to ask the Lord who shall they marry. And that when they hear the Lord says no, they listen to the Lord. Brother Elvi, 
you already know what happened to me. It was horrible. I thought he was going to kill me if he would beat me one more time. Hallelujah. It took a long time to recover, my brother and sister, because a man should never hit a woman this way, should never beat up a woman this way. And she did call the right places for protection afterward. She did tell the authority what he done, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. It's horrible. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And a man like that, you stay away. Okay, because they're, they're not who you think they are. And if you ask the Lord, if you fast and pray and truly ask the Lord, he'll reveal to you. When the Lord tells you don't marry this person, the Lord knows why. You don't see the beast inside, especially if you cannot see it in the spirit. But if you can see it in the spirit and you see the true demon that person is, you'll never marry the person. And that's why the Lord says no when you pray. My brother and sister, they're a beast, they're a monster. Imagine, Cain rise against his brother. Hallelujah. Just because he was jealous that his brother Abel offered unto God a better sacrifice than him. And that God was pleased with Abel, but not with Cain. God looked at Cain, at Abel with favor, but when he looked at Cain, he rejected Cain. Because Cain was a demon. Cain was not of God. And God knew this. Cain was not the one he recommends for anyone to marry. Cain can only marry a fallen demon because he was evil, wicked. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. But Abel was of God. His blood was holy. Righteous. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Then God in his mercy gave Adam and Eve set. Hallelujah. The Bible said that Adam and Eve came together again. I was telling I was reading this with, uh, with brothers and sisters. Just because the Bible said that they came together again, that means that there was a separation before. Because why do they have to come together again in, <clears throat> in chapter 5 of Genesis? If everything, is, if everything is good in a marriage and everything's going well in a marriage, a husband and wife are always together. They sleep together in the same bed. But if they need to come together, that means there's a separation in the marriage. So before that, they were separated. Adam and Eve come together again. And they finally now, they have set. Hallelujah. And after they have set, my brother and sister, that's when men, again, another type of able, begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And then we can see the great men of God that were born through Seth. Adam was able to see many of them being born and having children, children, children. My brother insisted, generation after generation of grandchildren, God gave Adam and Eve the blessing to see. My brother insisted. Then came Enoch. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that Enoch walked with God. Enoch was so righteous before God. He kept himself so holy before him. My brother insisted that Enoch pleased God in such a way that they, the fallen angel were on the earth. If you read the book of Enoch that many have rejected, you'll read that Enoch was the priest in those days 
my brother insisted. And the fallen angel now cannot communicate with God, and they asked Enoch to intercede for him. My brother insisted. Genesis 6, hello, remind us of Enoch, because it says that the daughters of men began to multiply on the earth, and the sons of God, angels, hallelujah, took wife, my brother insisted. I have so many questions about this story. I have read it for so many years. The Lord took me in the times of Enoch to show me. I thank the Lord for the blessing. I was standing there in the times of Enoch. I began to see men older, 600 years old, and it looked like men today in their 30s, strong, my brother and sister, they wear sandals. Their clothing was well made. Their shoes were well made. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Not more than said Nike or Riva. They, they, they were original made. Some had marking even of gold. We really well made. My brother insisted. These people hand saw their clothing. And it was amazing, May, with the wisdom of God. That generation was close to God. They each lived close to a thousand years. The wisdom in the Lord, they used close, I would say, at least 80% of the brain. But no human being today has used more than 15 and 16% of the brain. Those men back then used 80% of the brain, at least. My brother and sister, it was amazing. I was looking around. It was beautiful. I saw angels in the daylight walking with human. They were talking with human. Huh? My brother and sister, the washer were on the earth. They were friendly with men. Hallelujah. They were walking around having a conversation. Like if you and I were walking around having a conversation, day was much clearer than now. Sunny day was like a, a thousand times more sunny than today. It looks like the nine was, was shorter, I believe it was, because the day was so, so clear, my brother and sister. Amazing. The earth was beautiful. Thank you, Lord. But God wanted me to watch that. I was not only there to enjoy all the beauty that God had made in the beginning, before the, before the flood. Thank you, Lord. God wanted me to watch something special that talks about in Genesis 6, the falling of the angel. I saw this beautiful woman that had been born of these men. They were amazingly beautiful. Their eyes, their face, their face, their, they, they, if they were 100 or 200 years old, they looked like a baby skin of only of a few months. The skin, beautiful, the arms, the hair, beautiful. My brother insisted, none of them were overweight. Bible, it's like everyone ain't healthy there. Nothing makes people overweight. In reality, what makes people overweight with food and meat, it's all the preservative today. My brother insisted. If you look up, sometimes I look at movies from the 60s here in the United States, and they, they show the camera like in California and the different states, I don't see no one overweight practically. Out of, out of about a million people in America in the 60s, if you see someone overweight, that's a lot. Bible insisted. Everyone is skinny and thin and healthy before preservative came into action in the 70s and 80s. Bible insisted. Terrible. So back then, 
Then I saw the angel. They, they came from the spiritual realm, and they took a human form. They were turning themselves into man as they saw the daughter of man. And they went to them, and they took wife unto themselves, my brother and sister, out of the daughters of man. I saw how this angel and the woman knew each other. Because remember, they have walked with this woman for hundreds of years as friends. But somehow, they make the mistake to like each other now, to the sense of being married. But in that very time I'm seeing all this, I'm standing there looking at this angel, taking this woman as wife, when they should not have been doing so. Angels are perfect. They're created to be in the spiritual realm. Human, we are created to live on this earth. That's why in the millennium to come, the new earth that the Lord already created in another galaxy, where you and I are going to, I've been there already. It's a new planet, it's a new earth. Because God created the earth for Mary, for men to be married and multiply. When we are taken there, we can be married again and multiply as God meant it in the garden of Adam and Eve. My brother and sister, God created the earth, the Bible says, for men to live in it and have their own seed and children. Actually, Isaiah said that a child will die of a hundred. In other words, People will age and age and age hundreds of years without any problem. When it talks about the millennium, family will have children and multiply and increase without any single problem, without any single sickness. Another thing I learned when I was back in, in the times before Noah, hallelujah, which it was Noah, it was that there was no headache. People didn't know about headache, migraine headache. Back pain. There was no back pain yet. My brother insisted. If I would talk about a back pain, people would look at me who were 800 years old and say, what are you talking about? <laughs> back pain. And these people were banding all day long, planting, doing this and that. And of course, plant festival will grow immediately. The next day, it was fully grown. The earth was blessed. My brother insisted. It was not fully blessed because... Through Cain, through Adam and Cain, the earth had been cursed. But the curse took many years to come to pass. Many, many years. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about curse. You can think of yourself being blessed now, but if there's a curse in someone's life who's been, who, who is blessed, the curse will take years, but it will come to pass. That's what is true, my brother and sister. So I'm looking at people there who were blessed, who the earth was still blessed. And the earth was giving all, everything people needed. There was not a single person who said, I need to go to work. No. No, no, no. None of that. Right in your garden, you have plenty. You go out. All you have to do, like God told Adam in the garden, to take care, my brother insisted, hallelujah. Take care of the garden, God told Adam. And so we have the same responsibility today, plant and take care of our planting, water them, fertilize it in it, prune the plants. Bible insisted, Adam had that responsibility. So these women, these men began to have children. And as it says in the book of Enoch, giant was born of them. My brother insisted, 
But these giants became very wicked. They began to attack people and kill people. Hallelujah. When I was there, the Lord did not took me all the way through all the book of Enoch. But what I saw in, Revel- in, in Genesis 6 of these giants, of the children, of the people that were there, I saw when they came together, took the women and men, and married them. Hallelujah. But I had enough time to walk around and see the beauty, see how people live, hallelujah, in a perfect environment, without any type of contamination, vehicle contamination or anything. My brother and my sister, the air was pure. The water was pure. Everything that grew up on the ground was pure and good to eat. My brother and sister, an amazing thing, just almost like heaven, just like heaven, my brother and sister. Seeing the garden of Jesus a few weeks ago in heaven, comparing it to what I saw in the beginning, how God made everything perfect in the beginning, the Bible says, God's intention for us has been awesome and great. It is that men and women have been so disobedient to God, so rejected his commandment. This is why we need to pray to Jesus every day and say, Lord, help me to be holy, Jesus. Help me to be righteous. Help me to keep thy commandment, Lord, to be obedient to your commandment, Lord, to please you with my life, O oh Lord. Help me to be perfect like my Father in heaven. Help me to be holy like you, and help me to be humble like the Holy Spirit. I ask them, so important, my brother and sister, we be like God. Let the disciple be like the master, Jesus said. It's important we seek to be like Jesus, that we may be humble and meek of heart, that we may find rest for our soul. Our rest come from him, and shalom come from him. My brother and my sister, Jesus come to Mary. Hallelujah. In John 20, thank you, Lord. And if you think about Mary, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Mary Magdalene, hallelujah, was the mother of Jesus. Mary could have said, Lord, save me because you're my son. I have you nine months in my belly. I have the right to be saved. But Mary did not behave this way. A lot of people claim right, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah, that they should not be claiming. The Bible says that Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. And saw that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She went to Simon Peter, hallelujah, and to Jesus' favorite disciple and said, They have taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples started to run to the, started, uh, for the tomb. They ran side by side until the other disciple ran faster than Peter. Hallelujah, and they got there. As far as we know, Peter was the older one, so maybe that's why they were running faster. He bent over and saw the strip of linen, clothed up, laying on side on the tomb, but he did not go in. When Simon Peter got there, he went into the tomb and saw the strip of cloth. He also saw the piece of cloth that had been used to cover Jesus' face. It was rolled up in a place by itself. The disciple who got there first then went into the tomb, and when he saw it, he believed. The time Peter and the other disciple did not know, the scripture said, Jesus will rise to life. So the two men went back to the other disciple. Mary Magdalene stood crying outside the tomb. Hallelujah. 
Uh, now you, you say, okay, why was Mary crying? Was she crying because she's missing her son, or is she crying because she cannot find his body now? Someone has taken his body, and she don't know who. And she's trying to find the body of her son, and this is not fair. Someone has taken his body, and she wants to know who, who did such, a, such a, an evil action, evil act. Who has taken his body? Who has done such an evil to take the body of a good man who's been preaching God's word all this time for three and a half years, who's only been doing good to people? Who care to take the body of this man who deserves to be in peace, resting? My brother and sister, think about it on a human level. She was still whipping Oh, Lord, where is his body, God? Where is the body of my son, Jesus? Hallelujah. When she stepped down, she saw two angels. They were dressed in white and were sitting where Jesus' body had been. One was, one was the, the, the head of the other was at the foot. The angel asked Mary, why are you crying? See, when you walk by faith, when you walk by faith, Hallelujah. You need to remember, or you remember by faith, the promise of God. I'm saying this to you because persecution is coming. And we, the church, might be divided, arrested, thrown in prison, and thrown in the FEMA camp soon. The Lord showed me this week. It's coming. It's coming. I believe the next administration coming into office is going to bring this persecution on the church. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Why are you crying, Mary? If you get thrown in jail and you said they are crying, you have totally forgotten what the Lord has said. Totally forgotten what he said, that we will be arrested, that we will be thrown in jail. But he told us not to worry and have peace because he had overcome the world. My brother insisted. In jail was he thrown when he was arrested, beaten. Hallelujah. He took on himself our grief, our suffering. There's nothing they're going to do to you and I that Jesus did not went through already. My brother insisted. Nothing they can do to you and I that the Lord had already not carried upon himself on that cross. Remember this. Before you stand there crying, desperately seeking for an answer for your situation, remember that they did this first to Jesus, and there's a purpose why God is allowing this. The angel asked Mary, why are you crying? She answered, they have taken away my Lord's body, and I don't know where they have put him. Thank you, Lord. This, this in the story is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And our story is you and I now arrested. The officer arrested me. The state police arrested me as a preacher to put me in jail, had me in the back of his car. I asked him. He said that one of there was among us. I asked him whom. He said, bend the moon, bend the moon. 
she said, that many who are called themselves our brothers and sisters, who will, like Judah, turn us, sell us for a few coins. It might be a bad coin, but it's still a few coins, my brother and sister. It might be a bad coin, but it's still a few coins. Verse 13, and as soon as Mary said this, she turned around. <laughs> Turn around. When you find yourself in whatever situation in the days to come, turn to Jesus in prayer. Right there. Don't waste any time crying. Turn to Jesus. And if you want to cry on your knees there to the Lord, turn around to him. Turn around. As soon as Mary said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. Hallelujah. But she did not know who he was. You see, a personal relationship, personal relationship is getting to know our Lord. It's getting to know our Master, our Rabbi, our God. That's the only way you can know him. So when he comes to you, hallelujah, you can recognize him right away. I know some are not really that close to the Lord to recognize him, like Mary. But don't worry. He knows you very well. If you're giving him your heart, if you're giving him your life, don't be afraid. He will be there with you in that prison, in that FEMA camp, wherever they take you. But she did not know who he was. Jesus asked her, why are you crying? Notice how the angel and Jesus are in the same tomb. Why are you crying, Mary? Don't be surprised when you're in prison or in the FEMA camp and you hear a voice saying, why are you crying? The apostle Paul, hallelujah, says something. My brother and sister to the church, which we can never forget. Hallelujah. He says to Timothy, though therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things that thou heard from me among many witnesses, commit thou the same to be faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Endure thou therefore hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says for us to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. My brother and sister, no matter what you and I go through, he's not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. On the contrary, you are going to experience him closer to your life. The harder the test is, the closer you're going to experience him. If you fail to seek him in the hardship, you're going to miss the opportunity to have a close encounter with Jesus. My brother and sister, again, Jesus asked her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Because when you bend your knees to pray, 
When you get on your knees, when you open your Bible to pray, you need to know. You need to know who are you praying to. Who are you seeking? Are you seeking the one who died for you on the cross? Who are you hoping for? Who are you crying to come closest to you and minister to you, minister to your spirit, minister to your need according to his riches and glory? You need to know who you cry to, who you come to, who you bend your knee to. Call his name. His name is above every single name in which every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord for the glory of God. You need to understand who you call. You need to understand who you serve. Who is your master? Who is your Lord? Who died for you on the cross? You need to know. You need to know one-on-one. Thank you, Jesus. Please understand. Marry who you're looking for. Because it's important you know in your personal relationship who you're looking for. Call his name Jesus. Call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. His name means salvation. His name means salvation. Call his name Jesus and he'll save you. He is the savior of the world. She, hallelujah. She thought she was speaking to the gardener. <laughs> she thought she was speaking to the gardener. And the female comes, you're probably thinking, you're speaking to the guard. You hear a voice and you think it's the guard there talking to you. Like Mary, you're still wandering away now instead of calling on Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Sir, if you are taking his body away, please tell me so I can go and get him. Hallelujah. At this time, Mary's thinking about the body of Jesus, how they put his body together and prepare his body as the Jewish people have done for thousands of years. And put all the uh, smell, incense, and all that, and they will prepare his body. If you want to, you can look it up online, how the Jewish people used to prepare the body of the dead. Frankincense, a lot of things, and they, they will put a cloud all around the body. And then it's like to keep all that together, and then we'll put them in the tomb. So once you lay it there, you can carry the body. And the body of Jesus was so light that Mary could carry his body. When he died, my brother and sister, he was very light. Because remember, he was first taken into prison. Another thing about his body of Jesus, Jesus will pray all night long. You know when your body accumulates fat? Basically, when you sleep. Jesus, there was only a few occasions when you read that Jesus slept. After he prayed all night long, the disciple decided to go fishing. Every time he prayed all night long, he would meet his disciple in the morning. In the morning, Peter and then gets into the bark, gets into the boat to go fishing. Jesus gets into the boat with them. As they go deep inside water, Jesus lay back to get, to get some sleep. Why is he getting some sleep? Because he had prayed over eight hours without sleeping, talking to the Father. He gets into the boat. Now he needs at least an hour or two of rest, my brother and sister. He was taking 
an opportunity that they're going, they're sailing into the sea to go fishing, and it will take them maybe a couple hours to go deep sea to fishing. So he's laying there to get some rest. But at this time, as he's sleeping, the sea becomes wild, like a mighty tsunami. So the sea is going crazy. The wind is going crazy. The disciples are waking the Lord. Look, I'm waking, I'm waking. Or oh, we'll perish, they say. The Lord gets up. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's so hard to get up until you have not slept eight hours or more, my brother and sister. And he did this night after night after night after night. Hallelujah to Jesus. Prayer with the Father. I, I follow his example. Prayer with the Father was so important, my brother and sister, that after a mighty service in the afternoon, where people are clapping and Hosanna and celebration and hallelujah and all this, Jesus will disappear from the multitude to go be in prayer with the Father all nine long, my brother and sister. I was talking to the Lord about this. He, he smiled on me on this. And he said, yes, my son, because I saw this in the Word. He was very pleased that I saw this. Not many people see this in the Word. But it's in the Bible, but the Lord has to show it to you. Thank you, Lord. He wanted to be talking with the Father while the people were still talking about the miracle, him resurrecting the dead. They were so focused on the miracle. They were, they were so focused on the blind seeing uh, and all, the, and all these miracles. They were so focused on that. Jesus did not stay to celebrate the healing. He will disappear to be in talking with the Father. Because it's talking with God where you get your knowledge, your revelation, and your guidance. You don't get it for talking with the people and celebrating the miracle. You get it by spending time with Father, talking to Father, and helping Father give you the, the guidance, the revelation, the wisdom, the knowledge, and guide you to all truth through His Spirit. My brother insisted, and that's what Jesus was doing. Hallelujah. So all night long, Jesus never planned to sleep. I was amazed at that. He never planned to sleep. Not like us. Oh, I got to get some sleep. Oh, I got to go do this tomorrow. I got, I got this appointment. I better get uh, at least eight hours, people say. I don't remember the last time I got eight hours because I don't plan it anymore. The my, most is six or four and a half now. I don't plan for eight hours anymore like I used to, my brother and sister. I want to be like Jesus. I want to learn of him who is humble and meek of heart so I can find peace for my soul. That's what I'm trying to do. Just learn of him, my brother and sister. He teaches us so much. We still fail and be like him. But he said, let the disciple be like the master. He gives us so much example in his work. When you read the New Testament about Jesus, look at his example. Follow his step. Hallelujah. Because he teaches us so much. So, so much. He never looked to sleeping. And that really stunned me months ago when I read this, or years ago. I'm reading the Bible, and I'm, Lord, I said, Lord, you never looked to sleeping. He answered me and said, yes. He was happy that I found him in his word. Then I started thinking, when did we begin to hear that we must sleep eight hours? My, my brother insisted, hallelujah. 
the devil wants us to sleep eight hours, to focus on sleeping eight hours. Not God. The devil is. You know when God wants you to get rest? When you need it. My brother and sister, God wants you to get rest when you need it. When Jesus got rest in the boat, it was because he needed it. We want to get sleep when we wanted it, not when we needed it. This time that God wants you to stay up in prayer. What do you do? Oh, no, I got to get hours of sleep. Oh, 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 oh. Now you just went against the will of God. Her sister said, I asked the Holy Spirit to wake me up. I think it was at four, 3 o'clock in the morning or 4. I can't remember exactly the time, but it was around there. And the Holy Spirit woke her up. And then she's like, oh, I, I got to go to work tomorrow morning. Then she's like, but I asked him to wake me up. And he woke me up exactly. So people say, every time I ask the Lord to wake me up to prayer, he is there. There was a brother one time. Asked the Lord, wake me up at 5 o'clock, Lord. I want to spend one hour with you in the morning from 5 to 6. Okay. The Lord woke him up at 5 o'clock exactly. He was in prayer with the Lord. He prayed for several weeks with the Lord. Then he noticed that he was following asleep and not keeping his commitment for 5 o'clock. And he felt so bad. He felt so convicted. He went to the Lord back in prayer and said, Lord, I'm so sorry I made you a promise that I will get up at 5 o'clock and spend an hour with you, Lord. I am so sorry, Lord, that I was not there and kept my commitment. The Lord spoke back to him and said, Every day at 5 o'clock I come to your house, and I'm right there in your room waiting for you to speak to me. Because you made a commitment with me. And when you made a commitment with me, I made a commitment with you to be there. When you said you will be there, I said I'll be there. According to thy word, the Lord says to him, even when I came and you fell asleep, I was still there waiting for you to speak to me. The Lord says to him, ah, to him was like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. The Lord says, I keep my commitment. I keep the sight of my commitment. I expect my children, when they make me a promise, they keep their promise. And Ecclesiastes said that when you make a commitment to God, do, do not fail to fulfill your commitment because that's making us as a liar as we do. My brother insisted, let's commit to the Lord our life, our walk, our relationship with him. Let's commit to the Lord in prayer and fasting every week. My brother insisted, because when you commit to him, he commits to you. I was talking to the Lord about this a few weeks ago. I made a commitment to the Lord, and I remember not fulfilling that commitment twice. Then I was talking to the Lord about it, and the Lord says, I didn't like that you made a commitment to me, and you didn't fulfill it, he says to me. That did not please me, he says. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lord, I made that commitment to you. And I failed you twice, Lord. Now, Lord, I'm going to look forward to fulfilling that commitment. It could be fasting. It could be prayer. Whatever you say to the Lord that you are going to do, remember, he remembers. He looks forward to meeting with you, to coming and being with you. 
This is why sometimes when you go in prayer of a certain time that you usually go, some people, before they go to bed at 10 o'clock, they go into prayer with the Lord. They immediately feel the presence of the Lord coming over their room, over their home. And they, they feel that, oh, I can feel his presence, they say. You know what they forget? That they made a commitment with God. And he's coming to let you know that he is fulfilling his part of the commitment. God loves commitment. Jesus said to me in his throne in heaven, tell my children to commit. I bowed my head. I said, yes, Lord. He loves commitment. Hallelujah. When you make a commitment to him, please make sure you look forward not to fail that commitment. Because he'll be there. He'll be there. My brother insisted. Many years ago, many pastors that have mighty millionaire ministry today, they began their ministry telling God, God, if you make my ministry international, if my ministry reaches the world, and if you make me a millionaire, I will give you my tithes and offering. And God said, okay. And God began to spend their ministry. God began to let people know about their ministry. Hallelujah. And their commitment. And after they began to receive those millions, they turned around and said, oh, no, this is too much for me to give it and to tithe an offering. Then they turned around and began to preach again, tithe an offering. My brother insisted so they can keep the rest of the money unto themselves. I don't want to be in those person's shoes. Because when the day comes that they meet the Lord face to face, oh, they're going to, hallelujah, meet the, the face of an angry God. But he keeps the commitment. He expects each and one of us to keep our commitment. Don't make a commitment to him. It's better, the Bible says, than to make a commitment and break it. He's not pleased. When people say or do stuff like that, my brother and sister, God is faithful, and God is able to do anything. Thank you, Lord. John uh, twenty sixteen. Then Jesus said to her, Mary. Hallelujah. This calling of Jesus to Mary. Hallelujah. It's not like saying mother. Mother. He's not saying mother. He's saying Mary. This is personal relationship, let me tell you. This is personal relationship. She turned around and said, Ravoni, my rabbi. In Aramaic word, Ravoni means teacher. My Lord, my teacher, she said. She recognized him as his teacher. She didn't recognize him as, his, as her son. She didn't say, oh, my son, is you, I'm sorry. No. Because it's personal relationship with God. That he wants from each and one of us. Mary Ravoni. Hallelujah. Teacher. Teacher. Mary also became his disciple as the rest of them. And learn of him who is humble and make of heart. My brother and sister. Jesus told her, don't, don't hold on to me. <laughs> Imagine she wanted to hold on to him. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to, like Jacob, if you don't. If you don't bless me, I don't let you go. <laughs> she was holding on to him. Don't hold on to me. I had not taken to the Father. But tell my disciple, I'm going to the one who is my father and my God, as well as your father and your God. You see how Jesus 
Nemo just said, here, my God. But he's also indicated that the one he called his God is also our God. In the time of need of Jesus, Father was there for him. In our time of need, Father is there for us too. Father came to me a couple of years ago. I was shocked and surprised. Usually Jesus comes to me in my dream. Now, Father, although I have spoken to Father several times, but in this time, Father comes to me. Almighty God comes to me. He says, my son. I'm like, that's Father. Jehovah. Yahweh. Yahweh. Elohim. The Almighty. Whoa. The one that dwells between the sheriff and seraphim. I'm fire, my brother and sister. And I'm, he says, my son. He talked to me about the days of persecution that are coming. He says, days of persecution, Father says, are coming for my children. He says to me, but fear not. I will provide to you. Father began to show me the economy here in America. In that revelation when he came to me, in that revelation he was showing me another revelation of the economy falling. He was speaking with my sweetest, Beautiful, fatherly voice I ever heard in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for Father. Father says to me, days of trouble are coming. He began to show me the days. I began to see our economy fall like a domino effect. Father says to me, in those days to come, I will provide to my children their need. He said, I will provide their need. You don't need to worry. You don't need to be concerned, he says to me. Oh, every time I remember Father, I want to cry. I love him so much. He's so loving and so caring. Thank you, Father. He says, I love you too. He's so awesome. And, um, he let me know clearly that he will protect us and he will be our provider in the days to come for us not to fear and be afraid. He showed me that he sees in the bunkers what the wicked are planning and doing. He showed me the bunkers of this country. I saw the elites. I saw the Antichrist in the bunker. He is the one directing all this falling of this economy. The one behind the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, that started three days ago in the United States. Father showed me this over two years ago, and I began this year, 2023, to see this come to pass just as Father was speaking to me in that revelation of him. My brother and sister, he showed me the economy, airline began to be in trouble right away. They wanted black people from leaving the country. The Antichrist and the elite know that many that want to leave this country and run away. They want to block that. They're going to, Father showed me, they're going to create problems to the airline company to ground the planes 
to stop people from traveling out of the country. It's like they want to create within the country a prison where people can still leave. People were buying their ticket online and have their ticket where they want another fly away on the airline. For some reason, all of the system were down and they cannot fly away. They ground all the planes and people cannot leave the country. My brother insisted. Basically, the only way people go into Mexico, Central America, is they want to leave to other countries. But they're getting everyone and everything ready for it, for the days to come. Mahaprabhu insisted. The days are twelve over again this year. 2023 is a year pointing to the end of the end. I heard it from Father and the Lord that this is it. Mahaprabhu insisted last year before 2022 ended, the Lord and Father visited me. And said, it's over for you. It's over. I was shocked hearing from God this. I still in prayer say, you said to me it was over. God said to me it was over. Sometimes I say, what are we still doing here? But it's all in God's timing. God says it's over. My brother insisted. He's going to protect us in the days to come. In 2021, Father came to me in the Lord, in the revelation of God. In the same persecution the Lord showed me this week, about in 2021, the Lord and Father visited me in the mighty revelation of Father and the Lord. And the Lord showed me, I remember, my brother and sisters, that a persecution is coming here in America, greatly to the church. I saw Christian running. I remember sharing this on the Lord's Tower from the state police. It was not illegal. These are legal American citizens born in American soil. Now for being a Christian, they were being persecuted as criminal. My brother and sister, I was shocked to see in this but while Father and the Lord were showing this, God was speaking to me about these things. He showed me here in America places of refuge where it's going to be with mighty angel of God protected in the days to come. And only a few of us who will seek his leader, leading leadership, he will lead to these places of refuge. These places will not be able to be found by a government or anybody else. Only will be led there by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus and Father. And the day God leads them there, they'll come on these protection of God. We will not be seen by satellite, by any type of communication, where the places are on this earth here, and how can they get to there, they will not know. But some of us will be led to these places, secure places, because temporarily this persecution must come. My brother insisted. Remember that before someone in court, like in the court of father, is found guilty 
and be judged, that person must commit the evil, wicked act. Rising against the church, going against the Christian, is one of the biggest charge in the court of God that this earth, our government, is going to have from heaven. Father God, the judge, will declare his judgment, and immediately they will be destroyed. After they go against the church, touch not my anointed, says the Lord in his word. When they touch God anointed, when they kill one Christian or throw one in jail, my brother and sister, the judge of all the universe, the judge of all creation, is going to declare his judgment that he had already said through his servants, the prophet. And sweet judgment is going to come upon them, unexpected, undeliverable from anything that they can use to try to save themselves. It will be sweet judgment, quickly, my brother and sister, like they cannot imagine, that they cannot even think, it cannot even come to their mind or their understanding. How sweet and quickly the judgment is going to be over their lives when they race against the church. Jesus' church is a blessing to this earth. Jesus' church was bought by blood and life on the cross. The church is special to God. God's children are special to him. They've been cleaned and washed by the blood of Jesus. The most expensive blood there ever been. The most beautiful blood there ever been. To God, nothing have a higher price than the price Jesus paid on Calvary. And through the price, those that come to him through Christ are adopted children, heir and co-heir with Christ, my brother and sister, heir of everything that God has for his creation. God will protect them, and he will cleanse and remove quickly anyone that will rise against his anointed one. He says, touch not my anointed one, my brother and sister. The biggest mistake of our government will be in the days to come to rise against the church. Because immediately they will be removed. The wicked will be cut off. My brother and sister, as the Bible says, without any recovery, sweetly removed in the days to come. Whole heaven will be watching. God mighty angel will be watching. God show me an example. My son, when they touch you, when they lay their finger on you, he show me. This is what I'm going to do to them. I saw an angel come immediately out of his presence in second and blew the mind of this man. The brain of this man was all over the floor right before me. The blood, the brain was all over the floor. God says to me, this is exactly what I'm going to do to them when they laid a hand on you. My brother and sister, we are special to God. He's going to give us a new name. He has his throne waiting for us. It's just a little bit more. He knows how much we want to go home, but we are also awaited in heaven. In this trip, I saw redeem an angel, multitude waiting for us. 
my brother and my sister, do not stop to repent. Do not stop to call upon the name of the Lord in which we are saved, protected and kept by God against any weapon. There is no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Nothing. No weapon. No matter what they have, no matter what they can make, no weapon formed against you will prosper. God mighty angels are waiting the order. Father showed me his army the other day. It was an endless Mighty army, powerful in God. They move in the power of God immediately. They were waiting by Father's throne, waiting for his order, waiting for Father to give them the order so they can go in action right away. In the olden day, the angel of the Lord went against the king of Assyria and killed over 20,000 or 80,000 soldiers. In one single night, God's army is waiting, my brother insisted, and they're going to remove the wicked. In the three days of darkness, God has said, none of the wicked will escape. We, the church, have a few days to preach to the leftovers on the earth. The leftovers, men and women, are they that God wants to save. That even if they're in church now and listening to false teaching, God's going to remove the wicked that are bringing in false teaching and lead them to hear the true message of Jesus, for, um, that he died for them, that he is their Lord and Savior, wants to bring them home to get them ready. There will be many, when they see the mighty hand of God going into the great tribulation, they will be willing to suffer for Jesus. They're not going to say, oh, I stay behind, woe, woe me. No, many are going to say, we were not ready to go home like the church, but now we are willing to be beheaded. And the Antichrist, his forces are very angry at them, and they don't care to say, go ahead, cut my hand, go ahead, go ahead. Do what you're going to do to me. I'm not going to take your mark, and I'm not going to deny my Lord. I'm willing to die for him, they'll say. My brother and sister, after they see the great miracle of God, that are coming to pass in the days to come. That's why don't worry. Don't be concerned. Trust the Lord. Do not lean on your own understanding. Seek him with all your heart. Cry after him every day. Lord, help me. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me go to John 15, 4. Hallelujah. Because it's important that we remember, my brother insisted, hallelujah. John 15, 1 says, I am the true vine. My father is a husbandman. Every branch of me that bear no fruit, he takes it away. Every branch that bear a fruit, he purged it, that I may bring forth more fruit. God will take away the wicked that are bearing no fruit in the days to come. Now as you are clinging to the word which I have spoken to you, the more time you spend in the Bible, the more it will cleanse your soul, body, and spirit. Verse 4, abide in me. And I in you, as the branch can bear fruit of itself, cannot bear fruit of itself, I'm sorry, unless it abide in the vine. No more can ye, unless ye abide in me. 
The only way they to spend time with Jesus are buying in him. My brother insisted. See, Jesus on the earth abided in the Father. This is why after he, he, he did eight hours of miracle or ten hours, he ran with the disciple, could not find him. Where's the Lord? Where's, he was just here. He would disappear from them to be in prayer with the Father, abiding in the Father. Hallelujah. That's how you abide him. You go into prayer with him. You spend time with him. You worship him. You spend time in the word. You are abiding in him. You are trusting in him. You are seeking more of him. My brother insisted, as a branch that cannot bear fruit of itself, unless I abide in the bind. No more can ye unless you abide in me, Jesus said. Very, very important. He says, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abide in me and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit. For the, without me, ye can do nothing. And that is the key that the Lord wants us to know and remember. Without him, there is nothing you and I can do, my brother and sister. And trying to be holy, trying to be righteous, trying to be pure, trying to keep the commandment, it's impossible without Jesus' help. Without us depending on Jesus to help us to be holy, to help us to be righteous, to help us to be pure, to help us to keep his commandment, we need to ask him daily. Because every day, Jesus said, bring his own trouble. Every day, bring his own trouble. You may have a beautiful day today. You don't know what you're going to have tomorrow. Tomorrow, you may receive a bad news from your family, and you'll be crying. But if you're trusting in the Lord, no matter the bad news you receive, I trust in the Lord, you say. Even if you lose your job, I trust in the Lord. He's my provider. He provided me this job. He'll provide me a better one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's totally depending on him for everything we need. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Very important. If a man abide not in me, Jesus says, he is cast forth as a branch in his wither. A man gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are born. Notice, he said he's a Christian. She says she goes to church. He said he goes to church. But he's not in prayer with the Lord every day. He's not repenting with the Lord every day. So if a man abide not in me, he says, he is cast forth as a branch. But he just said he was a Christian. He said he goes to church every Sunday. My brother and sister, he says he's saved or we're saved. If he's not repenting daily, he's being careless with his sin to God. My brother and sister, careless if he's not repenting every day. If he's not confessing his sin every day, because we sin. Let me tell you about this earth. The air you and I breathe is full of sin. The water that we drink is wicked before God. The air we breathe is wicked before God. The food we eat is wicked before God. And I know you're going to ask me why you say that, Brother Elvis. Because the Lord revealed me how wicked our air and contaminated our air is. And our water and everything down here. 
My brother and sister, I'll give you an example. A child that is born in heaven, a woman has an abortion, or a woman loses a child days after being pregnant. The child is born in heaven. The child is born where there is no shadow of death, no darkness, nothing contaminated, pure water, pure air, and God's presence everywhere. And there's no darkness or nothing. That child gets taken down to, to earth by an angel <clears throat> to show him earth. When the child comes down with the angel, what does the child see? The child will ask the angel, why is there darkness there? Ooh, why, why does earth think this way? Why does the air of the earth think like death? What is all this, what is all this darkness? What is all this smell? The angel explained to the child, the earth, since the beginning, men and women started sinning. Men and women started killing each other. The air is contaminated. The water is contaminated. The food they eat is contaminated. And the language is all contaminated too. Look how we speak in the street. Bow word after bow word. Everything is contaminated on the earth. The child is learning for the first time how wicked and fallen this earth is. But a child born on this earth, my brother insisted, not knowing good and evil, the first time this child, now he's four years old, is going to school. In school, in home, he never learned bad word. In home, they didn't even live bad, watch bad television. None of that. It was all good. It was all nice. The child goes to school. Another child like him is speaking bad word. He looks at him strange. Why are you speaking this way? The other child gets mad and push him. Why are you pushing me? We're not just being friendly to you. He began to learn how wicked and evil this earth is. My brother and sister, we live in an earth that is an abomination to God. What we breed, what we see, and what we eat contaminates us. This is why more... We need to be in repenting daily. Having the pure blood of Jesus cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even when the Lord takes me to heaven, it takes me time to get used to the pure, holy place. It takes me time. When I'm there already for a few minutes, I don't want to come back to the serve right away. Everything in me cried to stay up there. Because I began to receive all that holiness and righteousness and pure. All that pure air, pure light, pure water hit me like a, a, a loaded train. Hit my body like a loaded train. And it's so good. It's so awesome that I just want to be there forever. Bible and sister. I begged the Lord one time crying. Jesus will look at me, my child. You come to this place. You must go down. Continue, continue to do my will down there, he says to me. But Lord, Lord, please, I want to stay. He knows me. Go, go back. Preach my word. Preach my revelation. Tell my children about this place, he said. Thank you, Lord. So incredible. Heaven is so awesome. My brother and my sister. Well, we come to the end. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday night. My brother and sister, 
And we're, we're going to continue to share end time revelation. On Tuesday night, we're going to study the word. We're going to look at before it comes on the news, what is happening in the days to come. My brother and sister, remember, surrender all to Jesus. Shalom, shalom.
again.